You are listening to 40-something podcast with Valley and the Big. And now, Silicon Steve Valley and the Big. 40-something podcast, folks. We are really excited. A uh, very big show today for us. It's one of uh, uh, one of the biggest, hottest new bands in Denver, Colorado. This is 40-something podcast with Valley and the Vig. Vig, how excited are you today, brother? Really excited because uh, for once we're actually having some guests. It's our first guests on the show, and this is a big moment for us. And it's uh, some of our close friends, Too Fat to Skydive from Denver, Colorado, which is where I reside. His one half of 40 Substance Podcast is in Denver, so it's going to be a good one. Absolutely, and we're going to get them on very shortly. We also have, to start some controversy and to kind of lead up to what we were talking about in Cancel Culture on our last episode, I think we're going to bring it up when they're on here, but I think Cancel Culture might impact our guests today, Too Fat to Skydive. And Marco Eckert and Brad, both uh, the two songwriters, into Fat to Skydive, two of the major songwriters. I'll call some up other people, and we're going to get into them a little bit. They're, once they hop on with us, we'll be into what they're doing. Vig, as a, as a guy uh, in that area, tell me a little bit about Too Fat to Skydive from a fan's perspective. From a fan's perspective, absolutely. Well, you know, there's a pretty good movement out here in the Denver area as far as live music. Uh, you know, we're kind of in a lull right now, but... Uh, uh, growing movement, growing grassroots movement. And these guys are like right smack in the middle of this whole thing right now. They just came out with a new album. They've been gigging around town leading up to um, the slowdown, lo- leading up to the lockdown. And uh, you know, it's a real opportunity to have these guys on the show. Like I said, our first guests on the 40-something podcast and uh, Mark Eckert and Brad Yakel, both of Too Fat to Skydive. What's up, guys? Yeah. What's up? Woo. Good morning. How's it Good going? morning. It is Happy afternoon out here on the East Coast, fellas. So why don't you get your asses up? Just you guys are overachievers. Big, big time, big time. Uh, except my, my, my college professors wouldn't agree with that. First thing I want to do with Too Fat to Skydive is kind of get into what you guys have been doing as of late, other than the album, which we're going to get into in depth. What have you guys been doing to keep the creative juices flowing within the band other than the album? And what are you looking forward to starting now over the next year or two with Too Fat to Skydive, where you guys are going? Um, well, during this pandemic, we've just been really focusing on doing the things that we can do. Uh, we, since we can't play out, we've been working on a lot of new material. We've been working in the studio on um, both the album that you're about to uh to hear because we're just about to release and then we have another album that's probably uh, half to two-thirds of the way done already and in the meantime while we're trying to get caught up on this um everybody in the band just keeps dropping new songs every practice (laughs) so it's uh it's a super creative and really fun time to be in the band and uh we really love playing out live, but we're making the most of what we can do at the moment. That is a beautiful way. And you said creative, and uh, we've been a big proponents of obviously pushing that creative, that conscious creator. Uh, so let's kind of get into how you guys met. And I'm glad. So we're going to get into a lot of more of the future stuff coming in with possible gigs you guys got going on. How did you guys meet? Because I think you, from what I can tell, you guys were kind of the foundation of this band. 
how did you guys meet and give me a little bit quick brief story on how two-factor skydive became a thing our love story starts on uh based on disc golf uh <laughs> and concerts so um and and technically we have a mutual friend joe ben oh yeah who uh, recognized somewhere that there would be chemistry between the two of us. And so he brought us together at the beginning and then we started disc golfing and just hanging out more regularly and figured out that we both played music and started kind of pursuing that a little bit. What was the moment, and we'll get big in here, I'm, t I'm taking too much of this and get big get in here in a second. When was the moment you guys were like, okay let's do this let's, let's figure this out like we're i want to go deep into that part of the relationship where you guys because being in a band and you guys have both been in bands before and you guys are in also side projects being in a band is like being in a relationship how did you guys know you were going to be ready to you know as so as it says the love story starts <laughs> i remember walking through uh the house here and um uh, and brad was like, uh, well, I told Brad, uh, they, my other group of people I was playing with kind of split up. And so as we're walking through, Brad's like, bro, you got all this room and gear and all this stuff. Like, hey, man, I just talked to my buddy Ben, like super good bass player. He told me the whole story on him and he and Ben's discussion, uh, which was the really uh, beginning fun story about the, the band name. But really at that point for me, Brad's just like, dude, like I talked to Ben, I got a drummer. Um, and that was just before Radke uh, was moving here. But I think right about then, he's just like, dude, you want to start a band? I'm like, yeah, it sounds awesome, dude. I got a bunch of songs. Brad's like, dude, I got a ton of songs. I'm like, well, if you already got the songs and you already got a couple guys and I got the space, then yeah, man, it sounds awesome. Let's do it. He, he's a, he just synopsized what happened at the very beginning, which is really awesome, was that within a period of two weeks, yep. um, I realized that he would like to play music. Um, my friend Ben dropped the name Too Fat to Skydive on me in the middle of a conversation. It wasn't even meant as a band name, uh, but he just made that, uh, that phrase. And I was like, man, that's a great band name. And I knew he played bass at the time. So I kind of filed it away. <laughs> and within a week, my old friend Ryan Decker, who uh, you are both familiar with as well, he contacted me and said, hey, I haven't played drums in a while. Are you interested in doing anything musically? And I, I love playing music with Ryan. So I said, yeah, that's crazy because I have a bass player and another guitarist lined up. And then while we were in the first practice or two, yeah, I get a text from another one of my best friends, Greg Newman. And he said, hey, do you guys need a keyboard player? And I said, yeah, actually. And he said, well, one of my college roommates is currently driving from Pennsylvania out to Colorado right now. He plays keyboards. You've met him before. And the next thing I knew, uh, we had a five piece band together and everything has been that easy and that like magical. And yeah. that's, that's why everything's worked. It's just been, it's just keeps falling in line. It's, it's amazing. I remember Steve was on the phone, literally driving to Denver and talking to you on the phone right yep and like brad hangs up he's like all right we got a keyboard just like literally driving he's like hey do you want to be in a band in denver when you get here he's like dude i'm not even in denver yet i'm already in a band like right on so that was pretty uh fortuitous for sure no doubt yeah just and actually when i met brad 
we played in a band for quite a number of years and this very similar vibe for me. I was moving out to Pennsylvania. I never thought I was ever going to move to hit as I thought, Pennsylvania. And here I am living on, on a damn horse farm within like months playing in a band and, and a bunch of other stuff. So sorry, serendipity, serendipity, even yeah. better. That's that was the one. Awesome. So that's great. But I did want to get into this and, um, Unless Vig wanted to kind of go down into any more on what your your experience is, because Big Vig, you've been there since the start too, right? As a friend yeah. and and as a sometime contributor to this band, correct? Sure, absolutely. Uh, seeing them come up, and that's actually like our, our my next lead in here with with uh, what we're talking about with the band is that uh, you guys have a new album coming out, right? Uh, yeah. When when is the uh, the official release date, and where where can we check this out? And then what? What are some of the, um, you know, some of the, the things that came up that uh, you were like, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna go with this song, we're gonna go with that song, and and uh, what, what, what was the, um, the, the making of this album? What, what, what went into it? We'll just, just discuss that with us. Well, it comes out. Everything drops March twelfth, uh, which is a Friday, um, so it'll be on every place that you stream music. That's. The list is, I don't know, 50 or something uh, places that you can find us online from Spotify to Apple to Amazon to YouTube to, to everything on there. Um, so March 12th is the big day. Um, as far as what went into the album, um, it's funny because like when we first started, you know, we had our list of like album songs, but then like halfway through the album, it took some time to do. We kept writing new material, new material, and then doing all these covers for gigs that we were doing. And so... It uh, to Brad's point about five minutes ago, like these songs just are they're just kind of pouring out of us. So it's kind of cool. Like the album is happening. Oh, my God. Cool. But also we're so excited about the second album. We're so excited about all these new songs that we're making together. And now my one of my most recent favorite things to discuss is the fact that we have these songs before for years, you know, me and Brad, Steve. And then now after five years of being together, I love the fact that our new music is like after being together for three, four or five years, what our actual sound is, you know? So now we're creating these new songs with a different way to communicate to your point, TJ, about being in, the, in a major relationship. You're married to five guys or four other people. And so you have a different way to communicate with each other, you know, whether it's made up words or funny sounds or remember that beat it beat song or that W kind of what, you know, like all these weird ways to communicate. And so now like we've really grown into who we are as a unit, as opposed to bringing different things from our past. So that's been a really cool combination of things uh, with the album, the creativity as we've been making the album and all the and all the songs to come going forward it's it's also really cool because the old material starts to take the shape of the new material it sure too. does yeah so it really all seems to coalesce into this really consistent i hate to say the word product but that's what it is <laughs> um sure. so yeah that's what it yeah, is that's... at this point and it's really fun we're having a blast doing it but um, so yeah. i'm gonna get i'd like to go into the, the production and getting kind of build on what vig said you guys, a lot of guys, if you've noticed, and a lot of people, lo local bands, guys who haven't made it in terms of financially, they can take quit their jobs and go on tour. 
Uh, a lot of people have been doing their homemade stuff. They've been going. In fact, I, I recorded an album. We did it in our friend's basement, and he just had all the bells and whistles. But anyone one of us could do that in our own basement. You, know? sure. you guys went a little bit of a different way in terms of the production end of it. Did you not? Also, why don't you tell us a little bit about the producer and what he brought to the table? Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we can both chime in on Drew. Uh, Drew's a great, great guy to work with. Um, basically what happened, we explored several different methods of doing this. Um, we worked with a guy named John Haight that was super talented. He helped us record our EP, um, but he is in a similar situation to what you were just talking about. He doesn't have an actual studio at his disposal. So um, we weighed the, the option of recording it here with bringing the engineer and his tools in. Um, versus really the, the premier studios that we knew in the area, um, places like Scanhope, and um, I'm trying to think of the one up in the, in the mountains. But anyway, we looked at some really great studios, and our keyboard player had had experience with KMG Life, which is a actually a production a music production school out here. Um, but they also produce bands if, if they're interested. So we started working with one of their, I'm assuming, workhorse uh, main, main guys named yep. Drew. And he's got a lot of experience and he's been delightful to work with. Um, we come in with ideas. He doesn't try to change them. He just tries to polish them and make them better. And uh, <clears throat> it's been super fun to do it. And now I'm pretty sure there's no way we would work with anybody else. <laughs> right. It's, it's just been great. And now is that, would you want a producer to challenge you at one point? Or do you want a guy to say, hey, why don't you try to do this instead of this, instead of this D, why don't you do an F sharp minor there or something well, of like, you I, know what I mean? He'll do that if he thinks it's warranted. Yep. And, uh, and if, and we'll <laughs> try it out usually. Yep. Sometimes we go with what he wants or what, what he suggested. Sometimes we don't. A good example is, I believe, in Trinity, there's a yeehaw and a. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. A cracking whip, right? Yep. <laughs> and initially, Drew put it in in two different spots in the, in the song. And we went through, and after listening to it a bunch of times, we were like, I think it's more effective if it's just once. So we kind of, you know, took his idea, challenged it a little bit, and found a meeting ground in the middle that we think worked the best. So it's really nice to have somebody that's open to your ideas that's still like, hey, what if you did this? Or what if you did that? Um, and some of the things he added are amazing. Background vocal things in Vesuvio. Yeah. Um, just like really cool production things where like, the drums and bass and guitar sound like they go into a vacuum and then pop out the other side. Just weird, weird stuff. Level two sounded like it was fun to produce, I'm sure. <laughs> Level two was definitely. Yep. Level two. That was one of my, I was digging on that one, man. Level two was like, I feel like I'm right back into uh, playing Contra from like, you know, when you have <laughs> an awesome gun where you spread like four wide, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fuck somebody up right now. We've done our job. That's, that's uh, level two actually is funny you say that because level two is the first like band written collective song true so we were just messing around at a practice once steve hit this weird thing that he did and then, and then here comes i think ryan and ben just right right on the train and brad and i are like filling gaps like okay what are you doing over there like you know but like it 
we took a little snapshot, I think, on a, just my phone audio recorder or something and came back to it. And it's funny that we got it all all done way before the first album was even halfway done. I'm like, oh, dude, level two is going to be on there. Awesome. And so anyway, I think that's a, an important one to think about, too. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. The, the one thing that's so striking about this, and, and let me know about this, how much of a focus was it being an eclectic album in terms of stylistically? I mean, you have, I mean, I, I literally about 15 genres on there. You can count at some point. It's, well, I think that we, we really, ha we were very intentional with this album. Everything we did was thought out. Um, we debated which songs to be on it. We debated which order they should go in. And uh, we talked about <clears throat> trying to craft some sort of concept album. Um, I think ultimately we decided that we would make it a self-titled album and that we would have all these genres on it to give people a good picture of what our band does. So our concept is more like, this is too fat to skydive. <laughs> that's really a good way to start your career out. I, I, I'm telling you eclectic. I'm not bullshitting you. you you'd start, it's, I think it opens with Trinity, if I believe it was the opening song. Actually, Oh, I'm sorry, which I, I love that one. That's like my aggressive ones I absolutely love. Uh, I almost, which I don't know if that was the one, but there was one that I kind of, it almost sounded a little bit like mid-80s Rush, and that's not an insult because I love mid-80s Rush. There's like a progressive, but the keyboard was prevalent there. You know what I mean? Um, but you have that. You have, we talked about level two. You got this slow funk and soccer punk, uh, soccer punch rather. Um, there's a couple island type songs on there with Radiate, which I'm familiar with. Ground score has like an island vibe. Um, and then uh, actually it was Seed, which was the one I was referring to, the progressive one. So there's like, I mean, you guys are all over the place on this, and but there's a cohesion to it, which I, I really appreciated. Uh, but Trinity's like, I, I think it was the first one I played by accident. Like I'm picking, like, oh, it starts with just a nice picking situation. And then they're doing stuff like level two, which is out of the box, psychedelic video game inspired stuff. And then there's a couple crazy progressive. So you guys should be really super proud of this. Thank you. For sure. And the way that we come together collectively is really, I think, an important factor to understand who we are as well. Um, like, if I bring a song, like, I know that I'm bringing in a song that's pretty complete or at least 80%, 90% there. And if I need help workshopping or something on, hey, I'm not sure what to do with the bridge or whatever, everyone's very open to, like, different ideas and trying different things out. But, um, you know, originally we brought these songs that are already complete. And so once you bring a complete song and you played it with another band before or whatever, you really don't know what you're getting from everybody. And we're not even really directing anybody on what to do. So it's like, I bring a song already complete and I know that the, all the guys are, are super qualified, great musicians and creative. So no one's telling anyone what to do. It, it just kind of, that's the serendipity part of the whole thing too. It's just like, hey man, Here's my song. Ben's like, bing, blah, 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 blah. okay, Ben's got it. Ryan, all right. Steve, what you got? All right, cool, man. Yako, fat. All right, let's go, bro. And we just kind of hop in and we just kind of, we figure out each other's uh, songs, but that's the whole cohesion of the two fat way. You know, we just, we're going to do our thing our way and it'll be easy. And, and while you mention that, I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, it's kind of like our organization's sort of like a football team. 
and the the offensive line is our drummer Ryan and our bass player Ben. They are just they will. There's no way you're not getting through the hole if yeah. you know what I'm saying. I like, yeah, they they do such a great job to let us explore whatever ideas we have. Yep. Um, and I think I speak for Steve as well. Um, but the three of us can rely on those two to just churn out whatever we need whenever we need it. It's amazing. Yeah, the kitchen is unbelievable in this yeah. band. They're, they're just rock solid. I know when we first started getting going for real, for real, and Brad and I had many conversations on the side, and and one of them that sticks out still, it's uh, like he's just like, bro, if these two are so interconnected and they have their own communication and their own language just them two just ben and ryan like once they're on a hundred percent of each song like they're polished and they're good bro we can blast off and do whatever the hell that we want to do like it's crazy and that's exactly what happened yeah they're they're amazing it's a situation where you can jump really really high and you know when you come down it's going to be a nice off landing yep. for you and it's so important to have that rhythm section down and that includes actually oftentimes either one of you guys or the keyboard sure. as well and it's funny i actually wanted to, to to touch on what you said marco it said well we don't know what the, these guys are going to bring to the band i always and i think brad can some of our bad things is that when you have a situation you are the mother of the song you birth the child and then you guys are all collectively the father so at the end of the day you know, it's it's. I always looked at that as kind of the deal. You're the parents, and you're both raising it and doing it that way. For example, you know, there's songs that Brad wrote, and I'm sure Mark, you wrote, and other bands that sound same songs, but they sound a little bit different. They have a little bit more of a flavor, a little bit or a different flavor, not necessarily yep. better or worse. So I just wanted to point that out as well. So well, one fun thing on that TJ too is. Um, I'm doing music with my brother we've had for 20 years and stuff and there's a couple songs that we're doing for Too Fat that I'm doing with my brother also same exact songs but completely different yeah and it's yeah. super cool I didn't plan on doing it but I was like what the hell like seed stripped down acoustic compared to the yeah. giant production that we did with Too Fat it's yeah. so cool it's I so much highly fun. recommend checking out his brothers and his band called gleam <laughs> um yep. they really have some great tunes and their album that they just released is really great as well definitely and check it out we'll, we'll include links and everything if, to say if you can find more of these guys i think vig i don't know how you're feeling if this is a time for these guys can kind of show us what they do a little bit you'll play a sure. tune or two you guys down with that Sounds great. Yeah, sure. sure. Let's do it. And then we, and then after that, we're gonna have to tackle a very controversial issue that just arose this week with your band name. So, we're gonna get into that in a little bit later. But, ladies and gentlemen, Mark and Brad from Too Fat to Skydive. Nice. All right. So we're gonna do uh, two tunes uh, that are actually on the album. And we're gonna do them in the same order that they're on the album. So we'll just play them right, right together. Uh, the first one is called Where the Music Goes. Sometimes no one's in pain I keep going 
with every single alley from New York out to Cali. Is it there's music in the air? I can go most anywhere. I can go most anywhere if there's music in the
Yeah, all right. We weren't sure it, we weren't sure it was done yet. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some more Too Fat to Skydive. listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting Network. Please listen to all of our podcasts that include 40-something podcasts with Valley and the Vig and High Spots and Cheap Pop. And send all foot pictures to tuggerdick at gmail.com. Podcast with Valley and the Vig just coming back in from a little break here. We got the guys from Too Fat to Skydive joining us today. They got a new album drop in March 12th, and uh, they just, of course, did some performances here for us. I just uh, wanted to kind of just uh, round up the um, interview here just by lined up. What what do you have lined up in store? Are you going to be doing any type of playing out? I know uh, things are going to start picking up i think now again and uh we might start seeing some live music in the denver area and, and beyond so what do you guys have lined up we got a few things uh we've been talking to a couple different places nothing we're being pretty choosy right now obviously with things still kind of up in the air um the gimmies that we have for sure is we're going to be on uh camera jams um, april 28th april 28th so that'll be a, a live stream um and just to promote those guys yeah they're awesome uh that show happens once a week on wednesdays it's free i believe it's hosted on youtube but they stream it to facebook and all kinds of other places yep um we did it last time and it was such a blast it's it awesome just uh you get to reach coast to coast so we got to see, you know, friends that don't get to see us because we're here in Denver and they may be in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, uh, Virginia, California, whatever. Um, this is like the, the easiest way for us to be able to play for all of those people. Um, and it's free, so it's great. Uh, and, the, and the guy who hosts it makes it a really enjoyable experience for us as well in that it is very well organized, it's very well set up, it's easy to go in, get your stuff set up, get sound checked, he gets you dialed in very quickly, and he's just very gracious uh, as far as hosts go. So we really like that gig, and we'll probably do it several times, even past the end of uh, COVID or, or whatever else. Um, as far as shows in person, we don't have anything firm on the books right now, but we do have a couple places that we're kind of in conversation with. We have been offered a few shows that we just weren't quite ready to take, um, given the situation we wanted to kind of get a little bit further ahead of things before we start taking any risks uh, with our fan base or our friends or any of that stuff. So um, at the moment, not a whole lot, just April 28th. But as things loosen up, we're itching to play. So yeah. it, will, uh, it will definitely happen. And when it does, you can check out our, our website anytime to the number fat to the number uh skydive.com um so yeah that'll have all the latest information it'll have links to our merch which we just launched and called the lard sale 
Um, but we got all kinds of stuff. We're just about to drop this hoodie. Yeah. Which nobody's seen yet. This is the first time showing it anywhere. Looking sharp. I like uh, that. The zipper yeah. there. Yeah. Look at that butt. Oh, looks nice. Too. So, yeah, that's about to hit our merch store here in the next few days. Um, as Mark is wearing the hat that TJ was so kind enough to uh, purchase from us as well. <laughs> and uh, and then we have license plate uh, knit hats, and we're going to have license plate ball caps again soon. And Beanies? T-shirts and girls' yep. T-shirts and yep. yeah, all that stuff. So um, basically, if you want to support our band, since most of our music is free, the best way to do it is come see us live if you get an opportunity. Um, and beyond that, buy our merch or donate to our uh, our donations. What do you call that? GoFundMe's? Yeah, I guess. Um, it's not even a GoFundMe. Sure. Uh, but basically, one thing you can do right now is get our album before it's released. Sure can. By donating anything. And I do mean anything. Radiohead did this for the In Rainbows album, and I absolutely threw money at it. And I know um, the, the amount of money that they made from the donate what you feel is fair for the album. Uh, they made more money. Um, I read a huge article years ago about it uh, than they they feel statistically than they would have made anyway. So we thought it'd be kind of cool. Uh, it'll be up and everywhere on the 12th. But in the meantime, um, I know as a lot of bands are doing, uh, donate what you want, get the album early, turn it off to your friends, maybe buy a sticker package or a T-shirt off the uh, off the website, and uh, come see you soon. That's how we keep going. Yep. That sounds great. We'll have the links dropped in our our bio here. I just saw where uh, Ticketmaster's website in the UK had crashed uh, earlier this morning because they had announced several music festivals to launch in this summer. So I think wow. uh, we're headed towards some good things. So it would be uh, great to really see you guys uh, flourish here on the other side of this. Uh, so guys, what... What do you refer to your fan base as with a with a name like Too Fat to Skydive? What what would be a good name, or do you refer to your fan base to have have a name for them? We've had a couple as we've gone, um, Chubby Chasers, things like that, um, which I think is fun. Uh, but latest, the latest thing is the Fat Earthers, and uh, we want you all to join the Fat Earth movement. Hey, TJ, what were you talking about? Uh, you were saying something about um, cancel culture. I don't know if Brad and Mark are aware of this, but they've had a monster backlash from a company, a organization, an organization who are advocates for the, you know, weight challenge in terms of the heavier set. And I just wanted to kind of, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but uh, there's been a lot of, lot of problems. You know, Ron Paul got deplatformed. Formed. President Trump got deplatformed. I just don't want you guys to get deplatformed. So I just wanted to make you aware of maybe some of the decisions you guys have been making with your band name. So some of the decisions we've made with our band name. Oh There's my only... God! You have no idea what is going to be happening. This here. is a big deal, guys. So yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's very funny to be honest with you. And you don't think you're going to think it's funny either. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tucker Dick. Hello, my name is Tugger Dick Butkus. No, not that Dick Butkus. And I am president of OPP, Obese People of Pride. <laughs> but I'm not, not gay either. <laughs> anyway, I want to raise awareness about abuse to the ketogenically declined, the obese. 
You know, this hot new band out of Denver called Too Fat to Skydive is offensive to all of us rotundant people. You know what I was too fat for? I was too fat for getting laid in my teens and 20s. I was too fat to join the football team when I was 10. I was too fat for the Batman ride. I'd go in the Batman ride, all the children yelling at me. Hey, look at the fat kid. Can't fit on the Batman ride. You're never going to get a girlfriend being a big fatty pig, piggy fat fat. <laughs> I say, think about your choices, too fat to skydive. More importantly, what are the people who are really too fat to skydive think? Probably sandwiches, heaps of Anyway, now you know. Knowing is half of that. Uh, Tucker Dick Buckus. Join us. <laughs> well, uh. Tucker Dick Buckus, one of your new number one fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think we probably are going to have to decline comment. My attorney, George <laughs> Bailey, has advised me in these situations, I should probably just not say anything. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Too fat to skydive. Uh, great to have you guys here on the show. Uh, you were our first guests here, our first live guests on the 40-somethings podcast. So we might just have to remember this, uh, you know, looking back on it from years now. Who knows? <laughs> we're honored. We were, we were really excited to do this. We love you guys. And I should give a shout out to TJ. He bought me this guitar that I played today. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I just, uh, just want to say thank you to TJ for a couple of reasons. Actually, not just that, but uh, between him and his brother, they've contributed musically to the Skydive as well. And so thank you. We love playing your song, Morris. Oh, thank yeah. You. Uh, ever get a chance to hear us play Morris, know that your man TJ here is the guy who wrote it. <laughs> so thank you. I I blush and am aroused all at once. It's amazing. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, it's been a blast. All right. Well, thank you so very much, guys. And Silicon Sea Valley, the, the Vig. This has been a fantastic episode. What else we got, Vig? Hey, uh, we got uh, some stuff coming up here in the future. Um, I think uh, we have an author, right? Uh, he's going to talk to us about. Uh, some of the books he's written in the past. Uh, what was his name again there, TJ? Absolutely. Ray Pearson. We, he is the author of the book God's Cruel Joke, which is a lot of kind of a coming-of-age story for a Jersey misogynist, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> and then we have a historian, Jesse Tappet, who is going to talk to us about uh, kind of tying into cancel culture, going to talk about how the Civil War being the only war that was written, the history written by the losers. Ooh, I wonder why. <laughs> well, once again, we would love to thank Too Fat to Skydive, Mark, Brad, thank you guys for playing some music for us. And don't forget, pick up their self-titled album called Too Fat to Skydive. And playing us out is going to be the sixth track off of this new album. This is going to be called Seed. Thank you so much, guys. And we want to thank all of you guys for listening to us, continuing to grow our listenership up. Like and subscribe. Check our YouTube channel out. Check us on 
out on all social media platforms. Thank you to Two Factor Skydive. Here is Seed, and we will see you. This is Silicon Steve Valley for 40 something with Valley and the Vid. For the content that is on their platform, which they're not currently. Is there an idea?